Hey guys, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and today's podcast interview is with BJA member Grease Monkey. If you are a member, then you should know Grease Monkey because he's created a lot of really great content on the forum over the last few years, and he's going to share with us his story of why he got into card counting, what it was like playing on his own bankroll, as well as being bankrolled by another player, and why he ultimately decided how card counting did and then didn't fit into his life. It's a really fascinating uh, perspective from a really great guy. I'm sure you're going to love it. This is part one of a two-part interview with Grease Monkey. Enjoy. Hey guys, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and I am joined via the internet by Grease Monkey. How are you doing? Hey, good to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, this is this is a lot of fun. Um, if you've listened to enough of our podcast, you might recognize his voice because he actually interviewed me a few years ago uh, before my book was published, and that was that was a lot of fun. I got to do that in his professional recording studio space. Um, and now the tables are turned. I'm, I'm interviewing him. So thanks for doing this. My pleasure. I'm re- really excited to dig in with you. Yeah. Um, and this is, we actually had it all scheduled. I had flights booked and we were going to do a handful of podcasts in your professional studio a year and a half ago. And, and then, uh, and then the world changed. So that didn't get to happen, but we're doing this now. Uh, via the, via um, Zoom technology, so and a lot has changed. Not just the world has changed. Uh, you are no longer an active AP, and uh, who knows what else has changed. But before I get ahead of myself, why don't we just start? If you don't mind sharing how you got into advantage play, sure. Um, well, really, my AP play started with high cholesterol, and uh, I. I got high cholesterol. I went to the doctor. They put me on this medicine. And I thought that one of the side effects from the medicine, well, I know one of the side effects from the medicine was like, I couldn't remember stuff. And I was like going to the grocery store and I'd bump into somebody and I, I couldn't recognize, I, I recognized them, but I didn't know what their name was. And like, I'm a huge Eagles fan and I couldn't remember all the members of the Eagles and it would drive me crazy. Like it was, I could remember Don Felder, but then I couldn't remember Don Henley. Or if I remember Don Henley, I couldn't remember. I, it was just, it, it was like driving me crazy. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to start playing all these word games and I'm going to start playing all these math games. And I'm, I'm going to get my, my brain moving here in a different way than normal. And uh, I had remembered a conversation I had had with my stepbrother, like, literally 20 years ago in passing. And he had just kind of casually mentioned uh, that uh, you could count cards in blackjack and, and actually beat the system. And so as I was kind of going through um, this process of figuring out different games to play, uh, you can only play word with friends so much. <laughs> um, I, uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to learn how to count cards. So even if I never use it, um, this is going to be my thing. And it's going to be a great side project. It's going to get my brain going in a different way. Um, and so I did that. And, uh, and then it turns out that I loved it. I loved the process of learning how to do this um, because I was getting into the flow. It was like that kind of deep concentration mode where the rest of the world almost like falls away and time falls away. And uh, so there was just kind of like this connection uh, where it was like, okay, this is good for my brain. I'm enjoying this process. Let's keep going. Um, and so I kind of went through your course on, on blackjackapprenticeship.com. And then um, I started becoming active in the forum. 
And uh, that led to a, an encounter with Sassy Red, um, which uh, was really transformational for me because, uh, you know, by then I had been practicing my butt off, but uh, watching another professional play and also watching a professional uh, see me play and getting that kind of feedback was was just massive. And and maybe an, an endorsement from Sassy Red uh, led to an introduction to Spartan and Levi Mish. And uh, all of a sudden I'm getting training from some of the very best card counters in the world. And that led to boot camp um, and a whole bunch of other uh, uh, great adventures, essentially. So in, in short, that's it all started with cholesterol and, and turned it up, uh, ended up being a, uh, a huge adventure over, um, you know, several years of card counting and AP life. And pretty pretty early on to your journey, at least as far as uh, when you joined Blackjack Apprenticeship, was being active on the forum and contributing quite a bit. What what kind of uh, you know encouraged you to be so active on the forum? Uh, there's a couple things. Um, one, you know, the card counting course on its own really teaches you the uh, fundamentals of card counting, and then if you start noodling around on the forum the forum is like this great counterweight to the course, which is people talking about what they've learned, uh, talking about, uh, well, you've got a lot more videos up on the site now than you did maybe like three and a half years ago. Um, but, uh, but, uh, you know, you start learning, um, about the other nuances of the game outside of just the mechanics. And, um, so I, I went back and read, you know, probably like a year's worth of posts, maybe like a year and a half worth of, of posts. And then uh, finally got the courage to start asking questions on the forum. And uh, like a, a really tough one for me at, at the beginning uh, was this idea of, okay, let's say you go uh, to a casino and you win 5,000 bucks, but the EV uh, for that session is only like 500 bucks. Well, what do you do? What's going to happen? Are you going to lose all that money? Um, you, you know, yeah. or do, do you just kind of go home and pack it up and say, Hey, I got lucky or, you know, I like really had trouble kind of like reconciling, um, what to do in that kind of a situation. If I was ever even lucky enough to have that situation and, uh, guys like nubs on the forum and Nichols and Stan started weighing in and it immediately felt like a very safe place uh, to ask an open and honest question, as long as it was clear that you had done your homework beforehand, right? So yeah. I, I, I kind of felt like, okay, if I am respectful of other people's time and and show that I have scoured the boards or or whatever, then asking these questions uh, is is going to be okay. Um, and and then um, I, that kind of led. I, I know you're asking about the. The board specifically, but it kind of goes in hand hand in hand with uh, the DMs on on the website because yeah. when people respond to you on the on the forum publicly, um, well, one thing that's really nice to do is send them a DM and say, "Hey, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to um, answer my question, and you know, hey, if you're ever in my area, I'd love to buy you a beer or whatever." And um, and so all of a sudden, you're developing relationships, and that kind of gives you a little bit more. Um, confidence on the forum, I think, or at least it did for me. And, um, and then I started DMing things that I didn't feel, uh, comfortable asking on the forum at that time. And, and I can, I can tell you a, a story uh, in a moment about yeah. that, but, but 
you know, it, it, these things snowball where it's like, okay, my questions are resonating on the forum. Um, and now I'm learning uh, from some of the very best. And maybe I can give back to the forum by writing about some of my experiences or what I'm learning. Um, some of the people I had DM'd with uh, were talking about issues that they were having. Uh, I remember at one point, like Gus45 had like this massive losing streak. I mean, it, he talked about it on the forum a lot. And, yeah. and we had talked about it on, on um, you know, privately as well. And then it was kind of like, well, what can I write on the forum that would be a give back to the community that could also help my buddy Gus45 that's going through this like brutal, brutal losing streak. And he's a guy that I really respect. And, and, so, and so essentially all these things kind of converged and it was like, okay, I want to take what I've learned and I want to throw it out there on the forum. And uh, if you disagree, feel free to shoot it down. And if it's helpful, uh, fantastic. And it turned out that a lot of the things that I uh, wrote seemed to have uh, resonated with a, with a bunch of people. So which was fantastic and it feels great. So, Thank you for reading it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's been really fun having you uh, on on the site the last few years. I mean, man, this the forum is like thirteen years years old. Um, so, but there's different seasons of it, and um, I, I feel like it keeps getting getting sweeter. You know, every couple of years. But um, it, it's it's really good. I mean, you get a rotation on there, so people that are uh, heavily active during a, a certain phase of their playing career or as they're accumulating knowledge or dispensing knowledge, uh, those people I think get extremely active for a while. And then somebody else picks up the slack and somebody else is in that, in that situation. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's fantastic because we learn by teaching as well. And, and it reinforces what we know when we teach it. Totally. Totally. So you did this as kind of a mental exercise pursuit, but then you decided you wanted to kind of put into practice and, that involved, well, why don't you just tell us, tell us how that sure. happened. So um, I was doing, um, you know, I, I was like, all right, let me see if I can do this. I took, I had like, a, I set aside $5,000 and, um, and it was going to be this small mini bankroll, but a $5,000 bankroll uh, was really cost me $10,000 because uh, I had a deal with my wife, which is like, well, if, if you're going to take, you know, $5,000 of our hard-earned savings to go pursue this thing, well, then I, I want $5,000 to go do my thing. And I was like, well, that's totally fair. Yeah. Um, so, but in my world, a $5,000 bank will really cost me $10,000, right? <laughs> um, so anyways, I, you know, I, I take the money out. Actually, I didn't even take all the money out. I, you know, I think I, I probably went to the casino with like 500 bucks or a thousand bucks. And, and at first I just kind of flat bet uh, and tried to count at the same time and, you know, using basic strategy and then started, uh, using a bet spread and, and, uh, it was really hard, but I loved it. Uh, whatever kind of fast forward, it was like, okay, now I know I can do this. I know I can do this. I'm enjoying it. I'm spending my time doing it, but it is so silly doing this for like $12 an hour. And, and I never did it for the money. I was never in this for the money, but, um, it, it, it kind of led to like this $50,000, uh, investment from a guy that I had met on the boards, uh, Johnny two, three, three, two. That sounds so bad. <laughs> Turned into this $50,000 investment from a guy that I met through a board. Well, it's true. Uh, so, and actually I met him through another guy on the board. So <laughs> there was a guy on the board, 
uh, I don't, I don't remember what his handle, uh, was anymore, uh, but, uh, he was coming down from Vegas. He was in private equity. Uh, and, and, uh, I was like, just fascinated by meeting APs because like, to me, they're like the cowboys of the wild west. It's like, what people are doing this. So like for their career, they're, you know, or for a hundred hours, you know, 40 hours a month or, you know, 50 hours a month, they're actually going and beating casinos. They're like, this is crazy. It's like, you know, you can't make this <laughs> stuff up. So I kind of went through this period where I was really excited to meet as many APs as I could. And, uh, so this guy comes down and, and we meet at a casino and, uh, and he says, oh, this other guy, Johnny 2332 from the forum is coming. And uh, Johnny is the kind of guy that like, he just peppers you with questions. Like, and uh, I mean, I, I literally just finished shaking out my hand. He's like, so you're a grease monkey? Yeah. You do all those posts on the forum? Yeah. Where'd you learn to write? You know, like um, how many hours have you played? You know, just like spitballing all these questions. And, um, but, and I, I just thought it was funny and I loved it. And, and he's super charismatic, you know, when he's doing this and, it was so loud in the casino and we'd agreed to meet um, at another casino, like, you know, in a couple of weeks and we had breakfast and he had watched me play. Um, and then he, he kind of comes up to me and he's like, you know, we're talking one night and he's like, you know what your problem is? You've never really been tested. You know, it's like, it's one thing when you're betting, you know, uh, $10 and spreading up to two hands of 40, but you know, you've never bet with real money. And, I, and I'm like, well, you're right. I, you know, I haven't. And, uh, and he's like, what if I just gave you $10,000 in cash and I gave you a bet spread and we're going to meet at this gas station. I'm going to give you the money. You're going to do the bet spread. I'm going to watch. And, um, and, and, and I, I had to like, think about it. I had to talk to my wife. I'm like, this is, is this weird? Yeah. I mean, this is weird, you know, it's like, <laughs> and, uh, but, but we did it. Um, and, and he watched me play and, uh, and, it, and it went really well. And then he's like, okay, you go to boot camp, and um, after your boot camp, why don't we talk about you know, if, whether or not you would be interested in, in taking an investment from me? And, and I told him, it's like, hey, you know, I don't know if I, I can really get you enough hours. And his whole thing was, you know, he, he was getting a lot of hours in and anything that would chip away at hours to get to NO is, is hours that count. So, uh, yeah. he was just kind of happy to, to do that. And, um, so anyways, I, so I went to the boot camp. Um, I failed my test out. I think there was a, a deviation that I missed at the tail end of my oh, no. shoe with you. Um, but, uh, it was fine. I mean, it, it was really, it was great. I, I um, other than that, that, that you know, I, I was proud of how I did. Uh, I yeah. think you said, just go keep generating EV. Uh, I went yeah, back. I remember you, you had a strong game. I remember. I, I don't remember the deviation mistake, but uh, but I remember was like, not being concerned about your game. Okay, good. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks, and and it was good enough for Johnny. Um, and <laughs> uh, and so uh, you know, I wanted to pursue this. He was looking for somebody to whittle down hours, and I was like, all right, let's let's go do it. Um, and then we ended up traveling, you know, um, across several states as as frequently as we could, and. Um, it was just so much, the whole thing was, was awesome. I mean, it, you know, the, the car rides, the late nights, the hotels, the, um, covering for each other, the, um, walking past each other as one of us is getting up from the table saying, Hey, you got a, a running 15 here. And the other one would sit, I mean, the whole thing was just such a great adventure and it was so much fun. Um, so you guys did how it happened. You did a little bit of team play then. Like we, we were never playing at the same table at the same time, but like if one of us 
really had to go to the bathroom and there was a good count, you know, uh, maybe we would motion to each other um, or we would be texting each other. There was one time in Southern California where there was a, there was a guy literally from the casino just standing behind Johnny. I don't even think he was aware of it. You know, he'd been there for like 15 minutes. I was like, God, I better text him. You know, I, it, it might be time to cut this loose here and, and roll. It yeah. didn't work. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he ended up getting booted anyways. But, uh, but uh, you know, we just kind of uh, built this camaraderie and this, and this friendship uh, that really extended beyond Blackjack uh, as well. Um, but Blackjack was the, the catalyst. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I wanted to two two thoughts there. One is just clarify for those that maybe uh, haven't really thought about how team play works. But from Johnny two three three two's perspective, you know the the cards don't care who is playing them, whether it's himself or you. And so for him to bankroll you, you know, yeah, he's going to have to give you some some cut of it. But you're just helping him get to the long run faster. You know, I, I think because you were saying, I don't know if you can get in enough hours, but from his standpoint, any hours you get in are, you know, if you're playing as well as him, are just helping him get to the long run faster uh, outside of the fact that you're going to get a cut from it. I don't know if people understand that. The cards don't, it's not like, you know, Grease Monkey has to get to the long run and Johnny2332 has to get to the long run. It's like, you know, same bankroll. Whoever's playing is just getting in hours. Um, the other thing is just, I've said this before, but you know, being teamed up with other people is, is a lot of the fun that I had as a card counter is thinking back to those relationships and you know the camarader- camaraderie and all that stuff. But, you know, plenty of people do it without that. And I think there are substitutes for that now, but um, I can resonate with what you're saying about those trips and all that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's more fun being in a five hour car ride when there's somebody else there, you know, and, um, something at least to me, magical happens in car rides with other people. Like, I I don't know if like your brain kind of like switches or maybe it's like the hypnotic rumbling of the car or seeing the lines on the road, but like people start really opening up. Um, and you start talking about things that you wouldn't maybe necessarily talk about, um, if you just met somebody, you know, in a diner or whatever, you know, and, um, and I love that, you know, so I'd, I'd way rather have fewer friends, but have really deep connections with those friends than, um, just kind of having this like topical senseless conversation all the time. Um, and so car rides are a great way to foster that environment. Um, so I love that. So how did you kind of fit this, you know, side AP uh, part of your life with running a full-time business, family, all that? Uh, That's a great question. I mean, ultimately, the, I mean, the short answer is that I found out that I couldn't. Right. And, and I mean, we can, we can talk about that, uh, you know, a little bit, but in in the beginning, it was really hard because, um, you have to, there's a commitment of time for card counting that um, you can't remove. I mean, even if you're card counting and making $300 an hour, like hypothetically, um, you still have to get the hours in, right? I mean, if the goal is to get to 2NO, which is four times NO, right? Um, You know, to to kind of iron out all that variance and get all the luck out of what you're doing. 
And that's when obviously EV and AV will, they really should converge by then, right? You know, um, you have to put in the time. And uh, it's just really, really hard to run a business, uh, be a father, be a husband, um, exercise, uh, whatever else is going on, and do um, card counting, you know, um, or at least the way that I wanted to do card counting. Uh, also, yeah. I, I mean, caveat here, where I live, the games are mediocre at best. So, mm -hmm. like, if you really want to have, you know, if you want to play high quality games, you're going to have to spend some time traveling as well. Um, so it's not just the time in the casino, but it's the, it's it's all the extra time of um, of travel and planning travel. And uh, so it was really tough. Um, and I, I mean, for me, I, I think, I mean, if you... If you, uh, we could kind of go deep here for uh, a second, but I think if you kind of know me as a person, I mean, my dad died when I was eight years old. Um, my, I've always been acutely aware because of that of how little free time I have, and um, and then when you, and then my uh, mom ended up marrying a guy that was a alcoholic who was like verbally abusive to just about everybody in the family, and uh, and so for me, like being a father. Um, and a really good father and a hands-on father um, was always my top priority because one, I didn't have a, a father for a lot of my childhood. And then mm -hmm. I kind of had a lousy one later. Right. So, yeah. So the thing is that, it, it, you know, between like it's it, it, the, the business part was part of it, but I think part of the walking away was like, are my goals in alignment with my actions? And yeah. uh, for a while, they were because I was learning something. I was using my brain mm -hmm. in a new way. Um, and then after a while, they weren't because all of a sudden, I'm traveling more. Um, I'm away from the house more, even when I'm home. If I'm, you know, playing the mediocre game um, that was still tolerable, um, I'm getting sick more. You know, like I have just like crappy immune system, and you know, casinos are these like germy places. Even pre-COVID, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm -hmm. and uh, and it was like, all right, well, I got sick. My kids got sick for me, and they missed a week of school. I ended up missing work, and it's like this is ridiculous. It's like yeah. this no longer is in alignment with what I want to accomplish in my life. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, you're, I guess you asked, you know, is it, you know, how does it fit into a successful business? Well, for me, it was more than just a successful business. It was more like, is it uh, over, is it, oh, is it, is it in alignment with running what a successful life to me was? And uh, for yeah. me personally, um, the answer, I guess, was no. There are, by the way, a ton of overlaps between running a successful business and card counting, though. I mean, I, <laughs> and I, I, there really are. Um, commitment to excellence, uh, you know, is, look, you have to strive for perfection in card counting. You yeah. have to. You have to commit to excellence. And if you don't, you will lose your money with a negative EV game. Um, and networking, uh, th there's the overlap uh, between at least my experience with blackjack apprenticeship and card counting um, and networking as well as like networking and business um, mental models are something that like really, really interests me. Um, confirmation bias. I'm like so afraid of confirmation bias in my life. Like I'm always like, you know, it's like, am I seeing something and then repeating that action because I think that it's the right thing uh, just because I keep seeing it over and over again. Totally. Yeah. 
you know, and, um, and that, and that happens in business as well. And, and, you know, how many times have you seen a ploppy, you know, make a stupid move? Like, Oh, I always hit a 15 on a five cause it works. And I always get the six, you know, and, uh, you know, or like, you know, just something stupid. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and that's confirmation bias. It's like, Oh, I'm going to keep doing this cause it worked once. And, um, uh, so I don't know. So there's all, there's all these overlaps for sure between business and, and blackjack. Um, Anyways, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a lot. A lot of good stuff, you know. For, for one thing, I'd say is, um, you know, you were talking about the the level of time it takes to to put into card counting to do it well. You know, we found that with uh, with the church team, you know, there was this thought, kind of, we we start adding players to the team, and there's this thought of, oh. We could just have, you know, this army of people. We knew quite a few people that were trying to start businesses or plant a church or things like that. I was like, oh, they could just go to Vegas once a month and make enough to live off of and, you know, do the work on their thing. Like a guy that was becoming a photographer and he had to work at Starbucks to like pay the bills while he built up his photography business. Oh no, don't do that. Just, you know, fly to a different destination around the country for three days, make the same you'd make in a month at Starbucks. And then we, learned that doesn't work. You know, you can't, you can't be excellent at this when you forget about it for 27 days and then try to like pick it up and do it, you know, at a professional level. So we had to let all those people go, you know, at at one point, because it was like, oh, if you're not committed to this, yeah, it's just, it's just not going to work. I think that's a really valid point. And also I think it's courageous that you said, Hey, this isn't a good fit for my, for my family, even though, you'd put so much, you know, into it from training and, you know, investing time on the forum and getting tested out and, and all that, you know, it takes some courage to say, oh, that was fun, but it doesn't fit where I'm going moving forward. And, well, and, you know, something being the right choice and an easy decision is not mutually exclusive <laughs> with being absolutely devastating. <laughs> I mean, I cried. Yeah. It, it was brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you put in so much time so much effort. Um, and it's fun. I mean, for me, it was always fun. I, you know, I, I know pros that, um, it's not fun for them anymore, but you know, yeah. they're, and they're continuing to do it and it's just a grind and, mm-hmm. uh, there's really no pleasure in it anymore. Um, it was never that way for me, for me, um, maybe because it was a side thing. Um, it was always a blast every time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for me, like I kind of embrace all emotions. So even if I got completely shellacked at a table, mm-hmm. which is the worst feeling in the world, yeah. um, for me, it was still like, you know what? That totally sucked. And I hate this feeling, but this is part of it. And I signed up for it. And, yeah. you know, you play baseball, you're going to strike out. You know, uh, yeah. if you hit 300, uh, you're a pretty good hitter, right? You know, mm-hmm. so um, failing and losing is, is part of it. Um, but so... It was devastating and it was absolutely brutal to walk away, even though I knew it was, it was the right thing to do. And I miss yeah. it, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't miss it enough to, you know, to lose these other things in my life that are um, just really, really important to me. You know, we yeah. only get one life as far as we know. Right. So yeah, we need to do it the right way. <laughs> yeah. Ourselves. That's the- it's like the tough choice between a good thing and and better things, you know, or what, what there's totally. some saying there, like the enemy of best is good enough or I don't know, something like that. Um, totally. Well, you, do you have some uh, 
stories just from your playing days you want to share with us? Yeah. I mean, the first thing I, I really goes back, the first one really goes back to uh, the forum and those DMs. And um, I, I was early in my card counting career. It's before I had gotten money from Johnny. And um, I was sitting at a table and I think it was like the Friday after Thanksgiving or something like that, which for me was great because I wasn't going to go to work that day. And I thought, okay, I can, I can get in a whole bunch of hours and the kids have play dates and, you know, my wife is doing her thing. Like I'm going to go get in this time. And, um, and I think I got there like, you know, early afternoon or something and I'm sitting at the table and I'm, I, and I, and I'm at the point where I can carry on a, a conversation, um, and, and play or, or a light conversation. Cause for me, when I play and my synapses are firing and it's just like, bim, boom, bam, it's like, I can do a lot. I can like tell a stupid joke and look somebody in the eye and I'm counting and I'm rocking it, you know, like that, that was, that was part of my thing, you know? And, um, this woman is like plastered and she's got like four teeth and she's complaining about how she doesn't have any money. And, um, yet she's forking over money and playing and she's like crying at the table. I mean, the whole thing was just like a train wreck. Right. I mean, it's just kind of like, Oh my God, I hope I never become that. I'm afraid of becoming that I'm not gambling. I'm card counting. Um, but this is really scary. Uh, to see. And um, my inclination is to help that person. You know, my inclination is, hey, let me get you a cab. You know, like, you know, I want to help this person. And and yeah. I, and, the, and the whole thing, sh- like, really shook me, you know, because here I am to count and make my lousy, you know, $14 an hour or whatever it was that I was, you know, doing that, you know, that, and I'm thinking, this is awful. This person needs help. I need to help this person right now. So I ended up DMing both um, Nichols and Sassy Red about this experience. And um, we had built up friendships uh, because of these DMs. And uh, the DMs had happened because of the posts on the forum, right? And just kind of diving in and being uh, part of this community, making a choice to proactively be part of this community. And I was like, what do I do? Or or what do you do? Really not what do I do? What do you do? Right? You know, because these are people that have hundreds of hours, um, at the tables. And they both, uh, said similar things that were extremely helpful. Um, which was that to truly help somebody in a situation like that, you can't have like one touch and help them. Like, like that person needs therapy that, uh, over hundreds of hours, several times a week will make a choice to, get better. Right. You know, and cause they want to work on themselves, you know? Yeah. And, um, it was really important for me to hear that because, uh, you can't save the world. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. uh, well, I mean, you can always help somebody, but I guess their point was, um, it's great that you want to help this person. The truth is you're not going to see this person again, and you're not going to help that person. You, that person gets help from somebody that's in a, in a, has some sort of a relationship with many touches over time, you know? And, yeah. um, so that I, I'm telling this story because um, that's the power of the forum and that's the power of the community. Um, you develop a relationship and you get help when you need it, whether it's public or private, and somebody walks you through a perspective. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. There's not where I live. Uh, well, actually, ironically, there are a lot of card counters where I live, but <laughs> when, when I, uh, but at this phase of my career, I didn't know that. And to yeah. have those kind of resources was invaluable. 
Um, and it was really, it was really, really cool. So yeah, um, to, to, to speak to that point, you know, that's why an intervention is like the closest family members because it's going to create the idea is that the cost will be so great that the person might actually get help. You know, yes. if, if the closest family members say, Hey, if you don't get help, we care about you so much. We're going to have to, you know, cut you off, cut you out because you're, you're killing yourself, you know? Well, it doesn't work if a bunch of strangers are like, we're going to cut you, cut you out if you don't get help, you know? And I remember the same thing. And, and to your point, you know, it was my community early on that my teammates, you know, and I'd, I'd see the same, you know, addicts at the casino every day. And, and, you know, what can I do about, you know, this, this guy that, is you know losing money doesn't look like he can afford to you know and we'd have these same conversations of you know how we can care we can empathize but can't really you know they're, they're going to need to want change and and uh it's it's a long path and and they have to want it and we don't have that that leverage unfortunately yeah we're not going to have that ability in those moments um but i do think that the whole sharing your story I didn't know until like three or four years ago how important that is, just like in life. Um, there, there's a great book called Sick in the Head by Judd Apatow, where uh, I don't know if you know who Judd Apatow is, or yeah. you know, he, he's a, a writer and director of all these comedies. Um, yeah. he, and, and he did this book, uh, which is basically him interviewing all these comedians. And it turns out that he had interviewed a whole bunch of these guys when he was in high school because his high school had a, a radio station. And so he would literally call up Jerry Seinfeld's manager and the manager didn't know that it was just a high school radio station. Right. Oh, so wow. they'd say, Oh, well, yeah, we'd love to get you on the air. Right. So Judd Apatow interviews Jay Leno, Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, all these guys. And then, um, you know, 20, 30 years later, Judd Apatow is, uh, this media mogul and he goes and interviews them all again. Well, anyways, in Sick in the Head, Judd Apatow just keeps talking over and over and over again about what he learned in life is that you tell your story because you telling your story will ultimately affect others and bring you together. And again, that's community and, and it's cathartic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's a book that uh, you love that I, I love too um, called Tribe. And, and it talks a lot about, you know, kind of community as well and kind of the importance of community and there's a lot to unpack in that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I think some of our uh, we got our five from the forum. So one of our forum questions we might get into this a little bit a little bit more. But you know, um, really, we're we're designed to know and to be known. Uh, you know, to to sh- yeah, at least I believe that. And vulnerability. You know, uh, having having people that we can be honest with that can empathize or understand, you know, is, is such a massive, uh, game changer compared to just having to hold on to it all, all yourself and, and keep it all in, yep. and, you know, keep a strong shell, but, uh, not, not have Vulner- vulnerability and courage are two sides of the same coin. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you need that to tell your story. Um, and that's, and that's when you tell your story, you, are choosing to be part of a community and reach out. So um, it's risky too, because people might, you know, they might, they might mock you or they might, you know, they might uh, share your story in an unflattering way to other people. But if you find those people that are, that, uh, you know, really care about you and are going to honor and respect that, 
it's a, it's a life changer. Well, and I, and I think the forum for the most part does do that. Um, I mean, yeah. I can think of over the last three or four years, a couple of people that um, probably were not very careful in cho- choosing their words and uh, probably showed their true colors and they probably didn't get that from uh, the BJA community. Um, but I would think, I think that for the most part, people are extremely respectful and yeah. um, that's been my experience, not just when I'm interacting, but the other things that I read on the forum as well. So. Yeah, that's super super important to me, and I'm I'm really thankful that that people have uh, used the forum in that way. Any other stories from uh, for your playing days? Oh you yeah, want to share? yeah, I, I got a bunch. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you uh, what I think is an unhelpful story, and I'll tell you why it's unhelpful, but it's still a great okay. story. Um, <laughs> I was at a casino, and um, I had the closest version of a golden shoe uh, that I ever had. Uh, I think I lost three hands the entire shoe. I um, maybe pushed four. Everything else was a win. And uh, the pit boss was watching me the entire time. So, and uh, the beauty of this moment, and I think I won like 1800 bucks or 2000 bucks on this shoe or something like that. And it's a great feeling, you know, just crushing it and, and winning. And the guy is right there. I'm doing it right under his nose. He's got no idea because I never got above a true one on the shoe. So I'm, you know, maybe I was going from like one hand of 50 to one hand of a hundred. I mean, so I'm not really showing a spread. Yeah, I'm just making it up on double downs and splits and whatever. I think there was one other people at the, one other person at the table and, you know, they're staring at me like googly eyed and I'm just like shrugging my shoulders. I mean, it was, it was just like a beautiful 15 minutes where you could do no wrong and it was like the whole world was um, like my back to just go win this money, you know? Um, so, but here's why it's like an unhelpful story. I think from like a teaching moment, um, I won the money. I didn't earn yeah. the money. Uh-huh. Right. So, you know, at best it was a hundred dollar an hour EV game. And uh, so the thing is, is that when you look at the st- a lot of the stories on the forum, and I'm guilty of this as well, we want to tell those stories because those stories feel good. It feels yeah. good to win a boatload of money. Um, but the problem is, is that that's not the game we're playing. We're playing a game of EV. And, yeah. uh, and so it's, it's really easy to get hung up on these wins where, um, you know, hopefully you keep it. Uh, but, you know, in the long run, in the long, long, long run, we know that EV and AV are going to converge. And there's a really good chance you're going to go sideways uh, for a, 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 an extended period of time or below EV to kind of average that out. Um, so I'm kind of always wary of telling those stories. But then the flip side is it's like, yeah, but I won $2,000 in 15 minutes and <laughs> got up and left and it was great, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, to use the, you mentioned baseball earlier to you, I'm just making this analogy up as I go, but you know, even like a national league, uh, pitcher, they might get like one home run a year. Right. <laughs> you know, And they could tell everybody about like, Oh yeah. And I just went up to the plate and I smoked it over left field and, and you know, they, they feel awesome about it. Well, you would never say, oh, wow, this guy, he's a great batter. Well, no, you know, it was, it was variance, you know, he swung at the right, right time, the right pitch, you know, but uh, he bats, you know, 50 0.05, 0.050 for his, for the season. But yeah, he got that. What really matters is, you know, what does the long run look like? And, and uh, 
a good batter doesn't have to tell about that one home run they hit. Uh, totally. The statistics tell the story for them. Well, and the thing is, I think that um, at least what my perspective of, of um, how to play without uh, dying by the death of a thousand paper cuts, which is like a line that I use a lot on the forum, is, well, I'm not going to get overly focused on my AV. Um, I'm more focused on what my EV was. Um, yeah. And really, I, I learned that um, from you. I, I think I, I, we had a conversation at one point and, and you would just said, it's like, I'm just focusing on, did I generate EV? Um, and if I did, then I'm going to feel good about that um, because I know in the long run, um, this is going to work out. Um, I, I mean, I guess the flip side is that Mike Tyson quote, like everybody has a plan until they're punched in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Because um, losing sucks, right? It uh, does. You know, yep. it hurts. Um, and it hurt even when I was, uh, had, you know, the investment from Johnny 2332, I had like, there was a time where we were so close to closing a bankroll, you know, we were closing, um, $10,000 was the benchmark, you know? And then I think I dumped 7,500 bucks in like five hours, you know? And you're just like, and of course we were ahead of EV. We didn't, we didn't deserve that money anyways. You know what I mean? It's, it was just great to have, and we were so darn close. Um, but you know, it, that's the game. So, um, you know, how, how long were you actively playing? Was it about a year? Um, it was, that's a good question. I don't know. I, it was probably like a year, year and a half, something like mm -hmm. that. Um, but you know, it's like, I could, I, I was trying to get in 20 hours a month and I couldn't even get in 20 hours. Yeah. A month. It wasn't happening because it, it just, there's just not enough time in the, in the day. Um, so, but you know, for, for me, um, any time was fun because it was an opportunity to get those synapses firing. It was an opportunity to get, to get into the flow. You know, you're asking for, I mean, at, I mean, that was an unhelpful story. You know, a helpful story might be maybe my approach to training or playing, which is like, I'm going to find joy in playing and training um, because I'm doing this for me. So, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm, I, you know, to me, there was joy in training on the, on the app on my iPhone, or there was joy in doing the test outs um, on blackjackapprenticeship.com. Um you know, because these are all things that were helpful for my game. Uh, they were good for my brain. And, um, and I was making a proactive choice to do something for myself, mm. you know? Um, and so to me, anytime I can be in the flow, that's a positive thing. And, mm. and so I would hope that everybody is, is kind of taking joy in those things or maybe not taking them for granted. If you think it's tedious, maybe you shouldn't be doing this, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you're finding a lot of, and if it's sparking joy and you're kind of in finding a way to enjoy it, then I think it's a, you know, a great thing to, it's a great pursuit to follow. Yeah. Is that a Marie Kondo uh, reference there? It is. It's a total Marie Kondo reference. Yeah. <laughs> my, my you know what? We that. watched, <laughs> we watched her show and like, and my wife and I, we literally put all like our clothes on the bed and we went through that whole, like, is this t-shirt sparking joy? And it was like, yes. And then we folded it her weird way. And you actually like, <laughs> yeah, you thanked it, thanked it for its time. <laughs> <Thanked> it. <laughs> yeah. My wife read that book before there was the, I haven't seen the, 
the show or whatever. She read that book and we did this massive purging of stuff. And now, it, you know, like we, yeah, there's some good we've taken from that. Um, we do an annual, this is totally off topic, but we call it work party week. Like this is, uh, I, I made this up because, um, you know, it's just like, I don't know, with six kids, we get clutter or messes or whatever. And so this is our way to uh, do a once a year kind of purging and, and deep cleaning of, of the house, but kids don't want to do that. So we call it work party week because we'll, we'll like work for, you know, four or five hours during the day, cleaning bedrooms and going through clothes. And then we party at night. So we'll have some awesome dinner and watch a movie or do something like that feels like a party. And so the kids, they look forward to work party week because now the party is, is worth, is better than, than the, uh, the downside of the work. So yeah, I'm going to, (laughs) <laughs> I got to implement talk. that in my house. <laughs> yeah. Work party week is, is awesome if you got kids. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll like, you know, joke around with my wife. Oh, is this sparking joy? And, uh, and some things, you know what, like a plunger doesn't need to spark joy. It just, no. needs to. <laughs> but other things it's like, yeah, why do why, why am I holding, holding on to this? Anyway, Marie Kondo. Uh, <laughs> Marie Kondo. You got to love her to know where to love her. Any, um, any other stories you wanted to share? Yeah. Another one uh, was maybe the first time that I ever went to a casino to put mm. the entire thing together together at once. And um, it was a great weekend because my wife and kids were out of town. And so I didn't feel guilt in any way, shape or form about like going out on like a Thursday night at, you know, nine o'clock and you know which is maybe at that time maybe we would be getting our kids ready for bed or something like that or i you know or or i don't know having some sort of family time that what i would have felt like i was in conflict with the family or and uh so i'm i'm like super pumped i got you know like my 500 bucks with me that and you know i and it was only like a one to five spread but it's like this is the night i'm putting the whole thing together and uh i remember I even had like emailed you, I think beforehand, I was like, I don't know, man, what do you think? Should I give this a shot? Do you think I'm ready? And and, <laughs> and I think you had kind of given me your, your blessing to go do this. And I was like, this is it. Super pumped. <laughs> I get there. And, um, it's like, it's a packed table that night. Like some, like somebody's blowing smoke in my face. Some woman is hitting on me. <laughs> There's a major league baseball player at my table and um, it's loud and I'm just like completely, completely overwhelmed, you know? And, uh, you know, I think I lasted like an hour and I'm sure it was a negative EV night, although I had a blast, you know, trying to, trying to juggle all these balls. Right. I mean, there's a lot. And uh, like that night I sent you an email and, uh, and I was like, dude, this is freaking impossible. And here's everything. <laughs> and then you turned it into a video which was like the coolest thing. You actually like read my email. I think you left out like the part about the baseball player that I mentioned, (laughs) but, and you turned it into a video um, that was like one of these little five minute snippet things that you did. And I thought that was like the coolest thing in the world that um, maybe some question that I had was somehow relevant to more than just me or or whatever. You know, I share that video with people. I don't know. I feel like every week someone is like, Hey, you know, how, uh, it's so hard to do with everything else going on. I'm like, oh, yeah, I made a video about that because we've all been there, you know, myself included. Um, that's awesome. And it does get easier, you know. Um, and and, I, oh, and yeah. part of it gets easier when you, you. I mean, here's the trick. Here's the here's the tip. You have to embrace it instead of fight it. You know, it's like all the distractions are going to be there. 
all the time. And um, I think your mental attitude towards it and just saying, you know what, this is the environment. So what? And here I go, as opposed to, oh, God, that guy's really bugging me. And this guy's blowing smoke in my face. And, you know, I'm going to get emphysema in six months and die. And, you know, and uh, and if you just kind of embrace and say, this is exactly what it looks like. And I, I know what to do. I've been training for this. And um, and then just go in and do your thing. And I, I don't know, for some reason, for me, that's what the internal dialogue I have with myself is so highly correlated with the outcome. Uh, not if I won or lost, but if I generated EV, if I played well, you know, if I study, if I did whatever I'm doing in life, you know? Um, so yeah, just embrace it. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to do a little bit of a recap here. You got into card counting because you you were, uh, you know, cholesterol, that one of the side effects of medication is memory. And, and it's like, you just needed something, a, a challenge, a mental challenge. You threw yourself into it. You trained, you networked, you learned from others, uh, you know, put together a $5,000 bankroll, generated 14 bucks an hour on that, and then decided to, uh, you know, be bankrolled on a 50,000, which I would say would be, uh, you know, medium high stakes bankroll. You got to have all those experiences, maybe a couple hundred hours at the medium high stakes. And then, you know, it was like just before COVID, you, d- you decided, you know what? Uh, I have goals in my life. This has been fun, but uh, this doesn't fit where I'm going. And, you know, this is a good thing, but maybe not, uh, you know, a best thing for, for you know, for your life. Um, at, after all of that, you know, do you feel like card counting has served its purpose for you? Or do you feel like it was maybe a big, a little bit of a distraction? No, it was not a distraction. Well, it might have been a distraction long term, <laughs> but uh, was it worth it? Of course. I mean, oh my God. It, yes, it served its purpose. I mean, there's a, there's a couple things. Um, one, I want my life to be full of adventure. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to stagnate. Um, Ever, you know, I, I always want to try new things, I, and um, that that's part of what what life is. And card counting was an adventure. Um, it served its purpose because I think, in retrospect, and I didn't realize this at the time, but I think I did also need something to call my own. You know, it's like um, I, I tend to be a giver, um, whether that's at work or with family, and you know, try to take care of uh, others first. And uh, so I think what card counting was for me was something that I could really call my own. This is my time. Um, and even if I was driving by myself to a casino, um, I was an hour away. That was my choice uh, to do that and to play for a couple of hours. That was my choice. And um, that felt really good. Um, and then it served its purpose because of the camaraderie um, and getting to meet a ton of amazing people that are truly good friends, um, you know, at this point. And, uh, that's fantastic. And, uh, and then there was this other side thing that kind of came of it that, that, um, I mean, there was no way I could have predicted this, but I really enjoyed writing, uh, on the forum. And, uh, that was another way that my synapses could fire and I could get into the flow, you know, writing a a little blog for that takes, you know, 20 minutes to write or whatever. And to have that deep concentration, um, was like this amazing, uh, side benefit that was completely unexpected. Um, so yeah, so card counting, uh, absolutely served its, its purpose for me. 
That's awesome. Um, yeah, I I hadn't thought a whole lot about. Um, I I think you know sometimes I have some dread over oh I've got to you know record some videos because I, we put out one a month on on YouTube and uh, it's like oh no I got to film a bunch of videos but uh, whether it's that or writing blog posts or you know writing a book other than the the like discipline of it there is there's a lot of uh, benefits to the the mental aspect of collecting thoughts and communicating them and and you know really trying to i mean i love teaching so so you know hey if i can put this in a way that that helps people understand something there's a huge um benefit uh to just that process that creative that creative process and we both have backgrounds in in music you uh more professional than than me but i mean I've always needed some sort of creative outlet and a lot of that because I want most of my free time being with my family. The creative outlet is even within my business. So that's, that's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess for, for people that don't know, I, I wrote music for film and TV for 15 years and I own a record label um, that uh, licenses a lot of music to, to film and TV. And uh, we've got several studios. And um, so, so anyways, yeah, I mean, I, my life is defined by creativity in in many respects. But sometimes it can be tough when you're in, your business pursuit is like, I have to be creative and to have something mm -hmm. outside of that where it's not like to put food on the table, I've got to be creative today. It's outside of that. You know, I've done more woodworking and things like that. Uh, build, I'll build something with my son or with my wife or even just by myself out, out you know, in the garage. Um, and that can fit a different need than the, okay, I have to create today. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's different, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll say this, you know um, I mean, this isn't, it's not limited just to creativity, but just generally speaking, you need to find a way when I say you, I just mean humans in general to find their bliss uh, which is what like, that's how Joseph Campbell would say it or other would, others would say, you know, find your Zen and it can be woodworking or it could be card counting or learning how to count cards or it could be working on a car. I mean, it really doesn't matter. I, you know, it, it's different for every person. For me, um, finding my bliss is, is any time that I'm in that flow. Um, yeah. And I can do that creatively or I could do it. Um, you know, card counting in some ways, uh, card counting is a different kind of concentration. The creativity might come with dealing with a pit boss or something, yeah. but um, the actual mechanics of it are extremely different, right? Yeah. So that's kind of like a more mechanical, when this happens, you do this. When, when, when A happens, you do B. When nine happens, you do 10, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, but, it, you know, find your Zen and uh, the rest kind of take care of it takes care of itself that's awesome i, I so mentioned you, this can i just can i just add one more thing yeah every six months on the forum somebody who somebody who's kind of on the younger side that's disgruntled with their job um i think fantasizes about what it means to go pro as a card counter and i never mm -hmm. went pro as a card counter right I, just to be clear i'm not yeah I'm not saying that i was right but um, immediately you will see people on the forum say, hey, you're unsatisfied with your job. That's different than being a full-time card counter and whatever it is that you think that that looks like. And uh, I think that those people on the forum often have not found their bliss yet or have not found their zen or have not found their groove. And that's kind of why they're, they're disgruntled. And then they're projecting that card counting mm -hmm. will be a, 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 the saving grace 
for their yeah. misery at work. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it weighs on me because most pros that I know, um, it's really hard. It's really hard what they do. Uh, and when they start opening up about it and the grind and the travel and sleeping in your car or the bed bugs in a crappy motel or not mm-hmm. eating healthy or, you know, all these other things, uh, kind of weigh in on, on that. Yeah. I mean, life, life is hard, uh, but it, it is yeah. really easy, easy to think like, Oh, this next thing, it'll, that's when I'll, you know, yeah, that's when I'll hit the flow. That's when I'll be happy. Um, you know, Oh, if I remember, you know, Oh, uh, I'd love to get married and okay. Get married. Okay. Well then if I, you know, figure out what I want to do for, okay. Well, having kids, uh, you know, oh, getting the kids out of the house, you know, like <laughs> there's some next, like that next thing, uh, rather than, you know, learning to, to find uh meaning and, and joy and all that, um, amidst and just realize that the next thing probably isn't, isn't gonna, you know, uh, just be the magical, the, the silver bullet, but I don't want to get on a, you know, pulpit or anything, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it is easy to think, oh, this'll do it. Um, and it, it very well may, may, it'll have its own challenges. Um, right. you said a, a little bit ago that, you know, that you've made some really, uh, deep friendships through, through this. So what, you know, when you're not, pursuing advantage play or card carrying anymore why, why do you continue to you know seek relationship with with uh ap's um my relationships with ap's extend beyond just card counting they happen to be friends that are yeah. ap's um yeah. they're not my friends because they're ap's right yeah. um and um i feel like you know my free time is um de minimis and I want to make sure that I'm spending time with people that, um, I don't know, I'm attracted to people that are taking life by the balls, that are writing their own rules, um, in some cases striving for something better. Um, and so some of the APs that I know uh, have done exactly that. And, um, and I really admire that. And I think that the qualities that they have would have made them successful in a lot of other areas as well. Uh, but it just so happens that this was the path that they found to get them from point A to point Z. Um, so, you know, they're, they're just really good, good people. And uh, for some of the people that are my friends that had really mentored me early on, I also want to reciprocate as much as I can. And maybe there are ways that I can help them in other areas of their life. I mean, that's what friendship is right. It's it's kind yeah. of like this two way street where um, you go to somebody with a problem and they help you, and then they come to you with a problem and maybe you can help them, or maybe just listening is enough or or whatever. So, um, you know, and also you these people can become your friends because you're having shared experiences that bond you, right? It's almost like summer camp, right? It's like you know you go to summer camp and and you're, um, you're in like a, a bunk with like, you know, five other kids and you're kind of, you're hearing ghost stories and getting scared, you know, out of your pants. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's like that bonds you, right? Well, you know, with APs, there's this sense of adventure that, uh, that creates bonding moments. Uh, if you're on the road with somebody, not just Johnny, but, you know, meeting up with others as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's also probably plays into why you're, why you're still active on the forum after, uh, yeah, 
I think it's important. I, I mean, I enjoy being active on the forum. I'll say that um, the last year, I've probably been a little less active on the forum than I was prior uh, for a couple of reasons, some by design, some not by design. Um, with COVID, uh, you had fewer people playing and that were kind of uh, bumping up against these real world, world experiences that uh, where guidance was needed. Um, like there was maybe like a learning moment, like, ah, oh, this just happened to me. What should have I done? Well, with COVID, fewer people were playing. Um, and so therefore there was less of a need for that. Um, I was been a little bit less active because there's other people that have stepped up on the forum and it's their turn now. Uh, it's not, you know, I don't need to repeat myself. Maybe there's uh, somebody else out there that can say something in a different way or a better way uh, that can contribute to the to, to that community. And they need to have uh, their moment as well, right? Um, but I'll always be active on the forum because the forum is fascinating. Um, mm -hmm. And it's and it's it's great to, in some ways, vicariously live through people that are going through this adventure because it reminds me of my adventure. Um, yeah. So, and I, and it's, it's great to be able to help out and, um, and, you know, maybe the forum is still helping me too, because as I said, it gives me that opportunity to get into the flow and, and think deeply about something and hopefully give good advice. Yeah, that's awesome. And you're right. There, there's so many, you know, life or business analogies from card counting, you know, uh, and so even when you're, you could be talking about this specific skill but uh, sometimes it just gets your brain going on how it applies to to things outside of casinos, too. Honestly, if you really if you really go back and read my posts, um, some of them from you know blogs that I did on my own. Sometimes they're just responses from somebody else. I mean, eighty percent of the time, I'm not even sure I'm talking about blackjack. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> so. Uh, I, I'm I'm just couching it in. Um, you know, in terms of blackjack. And, yeah. um, and so maybe that it resonates with people sometimes because uh, it has a little bit more heart or something like that. I don't, I yeah. don't really know. I hope you enjoyed part one in part two of my podcast interview with Grease Monkey. We're going to be answering five questions that you guys put on the forum for us, including a pretty lengthy discussion about mental health, the impact of card counting and advantage play on mental health, what we can do to protect ourselves and our mental health if you're out there playing either part-time or full-time as an advantage player, and some other questions from you guys. And we'll finish off by parting thoughts from Grease Monkey. So that should be out soon, and I will catch you guys later. Mm -hmm.